Welcome to Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And the way we do it is with a bedtime story. Post-bed prep, all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, snuggle in and press play. We're going to take your mind off of whatever's keeping you up, whatever's running through your mind. We're going to distract you from it. But then the bedtime story is going to get a little bit more and more boring. And soon, you'll find yourself drifting off into dreamland. And that's it. That's the simple goal of my podcast is to bore you to sleep. First entertain you so you stop thinking about stuff and then bore you. So if this is your first time here, welcome. Just give it a try and see what happens. If you've been coming here for a while, thanks for listening. It's the end of the month and it's time for me to ask you guys for a favor. Most of you guys have either found us through iTunes, Stitcher, or Podfeed. And I just need to ask you to take a few minutes and review and rate us on iTunes. And if you can't do that, just click the stars. It's pretty simple in the podcasting app for iTunes. I'm not sure. I think for Stitcher, too. Go ahead and rate us. I don't care. Rate us three stars. Rate us four stars. Rate us five stars. Rate us one. I'd rather you rate me one star than not rate me at all. I think I snotted when I said that. So that probably is like a half star down deduction there with my no snotting, and now my neighbor's walking above me. My goal is to get 20 total iTunes ratings, and just, I think I have zero on Stitcher, so let's try to get six on Stitcher. I'm counting on you guys, and I'm not saying, I'm just asking you to take a few minutes out of your day, because it'll help us increase our visibility, and probably maybe reach one or two people that can't sleep at night. And that, as a community of listeners, you know, let's try to bring a couple more people in the fold, and Snuggle them up and help them get to sleep, okay? So, thanks for listening. And let's get on with the show. I'm going to bypass the usual feedback and older episodes, yada, yada, yada. Alright, thanks for listening, buddies. Buddettes, buddies. Buddies is kind of like a man... Seems like a male... I guess I should research it if it's it's masculine or feminine, but... What should we call female buddies of the podcast? Buttettes is my, and that's very misogynistic and insulting. Uh, buddies, buddinas. I'll tell you what, let's uh, get a vote going. And when you review and rate us on iTunes or Stitcher, right, if you want to be a buddette, a buddy, a buddina, my little buddinas. That sounds, pa- so yeah, should I be misogynistic, patriarchal? Uh, just straight up a-hole. But I do like, I mean, Badina sounds so, uh, like, uh, mija in Spanish. That's like, that's probably what an uncle says to a niece. Maybe you guys would be my, all you female listeners, would you be comfortable with that? I'm not a, I'm not the pervy uncle. I'm the cool, I'm the odd, strange uncle that's not the pervert. Like, my brother, he might be the pervert, but... Um, wow, this is turning into a long intro. We're at like six minutes on the recorder. I don't know what the editing will we'll be at, but all right. Well, let me know what you what you guys think. If 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 uh, you're new to the podcast, hopefully you're already bored to sleep. Badinas, feedback at Sleep With Me Podcast. You can let me know on Twitter at Dearest Scooter. My little Badinas. 
Oh, my little puppy. Pobrecita. You can't sleep, my little budina. Come here. I'll help you sleep. That's in Spanish. I'm using an Italian accent. All right. Let's get on with the show. Enough nonsense. I don't even know what's going to get edited and what's not. All right, budinas? I guess budinas would be... Like, I could even call out the guys that are listening. Would you be insulted if I call you a budina? Baduskis? Wow. Talk about a... Is this a non-sequitur I'm on? I I put that in the show notes for a show when I use that word. I'll have to look it up. Alright, let's get on the show. Tonight, another episode of Get Vessels. The tale of Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Penny's escape from purgatory. And their return to Earth to exact vengeance on Jeff Bezos, the internet entrepreneur and founder of Amazon.com. By the way, this is all historical fiction, not based on anyone real. And their quest for vengeance for the crumbling of the retail empires. Older episodes can be found at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com slash get Bessos, G-E-T-B-E-S-O-S. Proof that it's based on a fictional character, not a real character. The spelling is B-E-S-O-S, get Bessos. No Z's in that. No Z's. We last left off. The boys had been through a haunted house where they were being hazed by Amazon employees. James Cash got pissed off, went for a drive, and met a mysterious woman who turned out when they got a tour of Amazon headquarters to be a Miss Bessos. We still don't know if she's a future Mrs. Bessos, a former Mrs. Bessos, a sister of Jeff Bessos, God forbid, as we've said, a daughter. Could be a a young aunt, maybe. Probably not. Well, it could be. I mean, let's we'll leave the family mechanics for another episode. But then they return to the haunted house somehow. There seemed to be something supernatural going on as they were guided or forced into an elevator. And that's where we pick up tonight on another episode of Get Bessos. And as we left off, the boys are boarding an elevator. A fiery elevator. Hot. Made of iron. Like We'd call it an old-fashioned elevator, but to them, it's kind of a normal iron uh, iron elevator, I guess. It's, I don't even know if that's the right word, but if you know what I'm talking about, one of those old elevators, and they get on, and the door shuts behind them. One of those folding extended, like kind of like one of those gates that keeps people out of shopping malls and stuff. An iron gate, I guess, folding iron gate, closes behind them. Look at each other. Still don't want to speak or can't speak, and they start looking around the elevator, and there's flames on the outside of the gates, and they get the sense that they're, pardon the 
language fucked. And they look around and there's one of those, oh, just one of those operating arms to make it go up and down. All of a sudden the arm just goes boom and the elevator starts shaking. It goes down and shaking and picking up paces. It hurdles downward and they grab each other again, these two best friends for a little bit more uh, heavy plutonic clutching for according to RW James is just his fourth or fifth better friend but you know let's not let's not get a high school girl on this so the elevators you can hear me I hope doing that thing and they're just still clutching and and you know, in this type of situation, your mind is probably in such shock. Not just because of the surreal elements. I mean, these guys have already been dead and been through a lot. But the fact that they could be hurtling to hell forever. Your mind is not equipped to process that. Uh, living or dead. So they're just kind of in a bit of shock, holding each other in terror. And all of a sudden the elevator, boom, stops. And then... They're frozen in fear, just staring at the door. The elevator doesn't move. Seconds go by, nothing happens. They're, they're waiting for the door to open. And all of a sudden, the elevator makes this... Like some sort of... Uh, like if you were working in a nuclear missile silo and the roof was opening, one of those kind of warning horns... Or the ones you hear when the chemical plant or whatever leaks something. And they look at each other. And, and uh, I mean, hearts are beating, files, you know, rising. The whole nine yards. And then suddenly, the bottom of the elevator either drops out or vanishes and they plunge downward. And they're still clutching each other. Ah! In a very surreal cartoon-like way they just plunge and you know caverns are going by them and and stopwatches and you know twilight zone-esque things and they're still plunging plunging downward plunging downward faster and faster and then poof they land in two seats and seat belts super close to their laps and they can't i mean they're kind of they look back and forth and they realize they're I'm like, what the heck's going on? I realize they're sitting in the back of a city bus. The most standard, stereotypical city bus imaginable. Just a plain municipal bus. And they're at the back. The bus is empty. It's got those rectangular bus windows. Slightly frosted or darkened, whatever you want to call it. And it's dark outside, there's nothing to see. Maybe they're in a garage, maybe not. And they're still trying to figure things out. Finally, James speaks. Richie, what the? What the? What, oh, buddy, oh, buddy. Um, I think we did it. Um, okay. If I had any ether in the past few hours, tell me that, Richie. And there's no ether. And I've pinched myself. I've pinched you. Yeah, I know. 
Look at my neck. It looks like you've been sucking on it with that pinching. Okay, well, buddy, um, I, I don't, I don't get it. We're on a. Oh no. Well, now send the bus doors. Open, and this guy walks in. Gets on the bus. He's wearing a bus driver's outfit, but it's a little bit different. It's got red highlights, black and red highlights. This guy's got one of those chipper faces. He's smiling ear to ear. Very clean cut. But almost like he, his face is so friendly. I'm so happy it's like surreal. And it, the only image that comes to my mind, and this is a throwback, is uh, I don't know if you remember the original Total Recall. Those of you that have seen it, the taxi driver was like this. When, it, when he gets in the taxi, it's driven by a... Uh, they're automated taxis, but the robot driving the taxi has a face. But this guy's not quite a robot, but you can see he doffs his cap to him. Afternoon, gentlemen. Tour's going to start in a few minutes. Hope you're comfortable. What do you, what, 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 what do you mean, tour? What? I'm just going to do a safety check, and uh, we'll get on with the tour, gentlemen. All right. Welcome. I've got uh, and he pulls out a clipboard. He looks at it and goes, James Cash Penny and Richard Warren Sears, is that correct, gentlemen? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, sure. Uh huh. Oh, Richie, what do you think of the music? Oh my God! What the hell's going on here? Haha, gentlemen, what the hell's going on here? I heard that. Oh, that's a very good question. That I gotta write that down on my clipboard here. What the hell's going on here? We've been working on uh, what we're gonna call the tour. This is a newer tour because of some of the renovations we're going through, which we will get to on the tour today. But a couple of the ideas we've had, what we're calling it today is the Highlights of Hell Tour. But also we've been like, is it is it the Hell Highlights Tour? What the Hell Tour, we could do that too. What the Hell, welcome to the world, to, what the, I gotta run that by my supervisor. But yeah, What the Hell Tour? That's it. And then we've been working on catchphrases or where catchphrases making this will be later in the tour but you know, let me try this one out I've been work, this is a new one I came up with making hell a grayer place one soul at the t oh, sorry about that gentlemen making hell a grayer place one soul at a time that's like part part of her well we will get to it on the tour gentlemen gentlemen okay um, so we have you guys you guys are strapped in correct uh, just see safety belts we can't have any uh like a safety, can we now, gentlemen? <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, all right, we will uh, get started in just a few minutes. I'm waiting for the uh, clearance light there. Let me. You hear the bus boom? It starts up just like a city bus. It's got the home the or the uh, it's got the fluorescent lighting. Now, gentlemen, we're uh, gonna. This is gonna be just a basic overview today, and. Uh, just so you know, we want it, we want you to get comfortable. Uh, I've been speaking with my supervisor and, uh, of course, her supervisor. And this tour, just so you know, the Dark Lord does want some information from you. So this tour is a motivational tour. And I'll just leave it at that for right now. So let's get started. Uh, as we pull out of the garage here, you're going to notice we're going through a little bit of a uh, atmospheric zone we like to call it here so it, it, 
just just be aware outside the windows. It's uh, you know, we're we're transferring from zones, and we've been making a lot of changes down here in hell, and uh, that's what we'll call it for you, gentlemen. So we go out of the garage here, gentlemen. We're going through a uh, a, a rift. So just beware, the fire is not going to affect the buses, and you're perfect. as long as you have those lap belts on, you're perfectly safe, gentlemen. So the bus starts to go, and it kind of seems like it's floating through lava and space around them, and, you know, there's mist and everything. And it's very comforting, and the guys are just kind of still in shock. Look at Richie. Richie, what the heck? We're in hell. Oh, and I ain't nobody. I'm uh, crossing my fingers on this one, okay? Don't worry. Uh, gentlemen, uh, if you please keep the talking to a minimum, it would be appreciative. And you're going to see up here, we're going to be coming across the... Uh, we're we're going to be going to a service entrance cell, but we still need to check in with uh, Minos. So you're going to see up there, see that giant coiled snake there? He rises, uh, Minos rises about 400 stories uh, in your terms. You see this giant snake coiled like a coiled like a skyscraper rising out of this plain of fire and lava up into the to mists. In the olden days, gentlemen, Minos used to coil around the uh, people and, and assign them to their circle of hell. He'd be Minos was the relayer of bad news, so he would coil himself around you and then it'd be like, what circle are you go- of hell are you going to be assigned to? Well, gentlemen, we don't have circles here in hell anymore. We've done away with those, and we'll get onto that with the tour. But now Minos just kind of gives you the bad news. Minos? And all of a sudden, the snakehead from 400 stories uncoils in this giant snakehead. It, the size of four or five city buses looks in the window with its eye. It laps its lips with its forked tongue and opens its maw. Its fangs drip with green slime and blood and just the stuff of nightmares black goo there's a bass you know when you turn your subwoofer out too high that type of bass shaking the bus from the snakes gentlemen I wait to give you the bad news Shakes and the snake's gone. And if uh, those guys were scared earlier, they're scared. Their minds are boggled by terror after seeing the snake, Minos. Minos coils back up into the heavens. All right, gentlemen, let's get on after you've met Minos. Uh, Is there. Do we have any, um, did you have any, oh no, you guys are, hopefully Minos didn't cause any accidents in the back of the bus there, gentlemen, but let's move on to our tour. As I was saying, we've recently gotten rid of all the concentric circles over the past uh, few decades that you might have heard about, and let's get to our first stop, gentlemen, and the bus bus pulls into, the bus starts to pull into this uh, canyon where it seems like there's waterfalls of fire on both sides of the canyon. And uh, us just keeps pulling forward till it stops, and it's just in this canyon, waterfall, fire on both sides, just rippling. And James and James is just staring out the window. He's like, Richie, I don't, I don't think that's real fire. This might, this whole thing might be a sham. And goes, Oh no, no, gentlemen, that is not real fire. You're very, very observant, Mister Penny. That is 
just a, a material. We have uh, fans behind it blowing for the rippling effect. And that's this would be normally our first stop back in the day. This would be what you would call limbo, folks, which was a... Limbo was previously a deficient form of heaven reserved for non-baptized pagans, people practicing other religions, but we've moved way beyond that, clearly, in the past few centuries. So we've decided to remodel with recent trends we've been experiencing in assignments and contracts. We're remaking Limbo. And, gentlemen, I cannot give you a preview of it visually, but, you know, just look at the fire. Everything's confidential behind those walls. But I can tell you, a little inside secret, we're going to call it, well, again, we're, we're working, we're surveying, something like the eye of the camel or the camel's eye, we're going to call it. And that will be for people that have not been assigned to another area of hell that are part of this whole I think they're calling it the income equality crisis or something on earth. I I'm not sure exactly. But for the ultra-rich, I remember I have a, a log here. You guys were just talking about this recently. And yes, it's true. You will be sentenced to this first zone of hell just for being fabulously wealthy. So you guys really dodged a bullet there. I know you were previously assigned purgatory, which we could... Which is not not part of the tour today, but and, and you are up for reassignment. It looks like Pre previously the ultra rich you, you might be able to skate just into purgatory. You didn't do you guys didn't, didn't have any major crimes on here that we could bust you for. But now you'll go straight to this, and it won't be a deficient form of heaven. But folks, I can't get into that. Maybe on your next tour, or maybe you'll be reassigned there to suffer forever. And and Satan just wants me to remind you that, as part of this tour, to remember that any information you have on Hans Zimmer Corbelli will be considered in your sentencing process. So any any information on Hans Zimmer Corbelli's plans or what he's up to will be factored in during your sentencing hearing. But let's get moving on with the tour, gentlemen. Now soon you're going to see out your windows what we're calling Zone 2. And maybe should I... Should, but before we get to Zone 2, gentlemen, let me explain to you the whole late, new... And by new, I mean within the last few centuries, layout of hell. It's much more like countries, and we've integrated something we're very proud of here. It's similar to what you might call a Venn diagram. We've, we've gone beyond sem simply sentencing you to one circle of hell. And now you could be assigned to an overlapping area. You see, the areas of hell are kind of arranged like countries, but in certain areas it'll be an overlap. And we're going to run you by one a little bit later, but just keep that in mind. Hell's not a circle anymore. Okay? So here we are. We're at zone two. And before we enter, I just want to prepare you that again, Like all things, hell evolves. This isn't simply previously, back in your day maybe, previously people convicted of lust. Carnal lust mostly would be assigned to, to zone two. But we've moved way beyond that to something the Lord, Satan, likes to refer to as lust for life. So no longer is it just loin lust. That's what we call it in the business, a little loin lust, Mr. Penny. <laughs> we know... uh 
you, 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 you're, you're, you, well, anyway, let's move on. That's not, this tour is not about anything other than failed threats, gentlemen. For what you're going to see out your side, your window is some people who, oh, oh, God, what is a, oh, good God. And, uh, right outside, as Richie, oh, oh, what is, oh, Richie's right outside the window is a, a row of people staring at the bus, but in the place of their eyeballs are coals burning red hot, smoking. Their eyeballs are smoking and they're crusted around and bleeding around these coals. Oh, gentlemen, uh, that are, those are lustful leers. You know, there's quite a few men that don't act on their impulses the same way as Mr. Penny does. You've got peeping toms. And just straight up pervs that just stare and leer, as we call it. It's, so that's their eternity right there. It's coal eyes, we call it. So they're suffering eternity with eyes made out of coal. Staring perverts and peeping toms. Burning eyes with eternal coal or something, folks. I, I am working on that song, too. I just... I just thought that up, and uh, if you, gentlemen, if you if you look over to the to your left there, you're going to see in the distance. That's our extreme sports park. It's another thing on the devil's list of pet peeves is these extreme athletes. As part of his lust for life project, he take the extreme sports park and made an extreme suffering park. And we we that's not a stop on our tour, folks. But you can only imagine torturous things we can do with skateboards and BMX bikes and, and the latter. Moving on, gentlemen. We're going to take the bus down around this bend and we're going to come to our first overlap zone. But before I do, I just want to take the time to let you know if you know anything about Mr. Gorbelli. Mr. Cashpenny with your one-lusting you may want to think about what you could tell us, what you've been up to. Okay, okay, uh, um, tour guide, um, uh, I got a couple questions here, like, um, are they hell-related, sir? Oh, wait, this Gorbelli thing, um, I mean, you, you guys haven't been, wa I, I don't get how you know we're sinning, and, uh, you can't just see everything. Oh, no, 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 sir, we need some information from you. I can't get into hell's observation techniques of the living, or the formerly living. Naughty, naughty, breaking out of purgatory. I don't even know. That's not on our list of known offenses. And we have the board meeting now to figure out what what, what will be your punishment for that. And that, that may be a question for you gentlemen to ask yourself. What will be your punishment for that? Okay, let's move on. As you can see before us, we have an overlap zone, and you know that because of this well, I guess you can't know that, but I'm telling you. So it is an overlap zone. So this is an area, again, we're pitching you guys, So and you'll be given a survey at the end of the tour to uh, let us know. Let me know what you think of these terms. Right now what we're going with is this is a place for gluttons. So if you're a glutton and a lustful man, and you've combined your sins in those two zones... You'll be here, Glustons, or Lug, Lut, Lut, Lustin, Lut, 
I forget Lustens who it might have been. I did not like that one myself. It was another tour guide. And this again is the, these these new zones are part of Satan's no fine lines initiative. Remember I said, you know, that's part of hell's remodel is making hell a grayer place one soul at a time. So devil doesn't see things in black and white either anymore. He sees it in areas of gray, and this would be one of our gray areas. Hey, hey uh, what's a glust? What would a gluston be? Well, there's many odd things that can make you a gluston. That's a good question, Mr. Penny, and I'm glad I'll take any hell-related questions you have, gentlemen. Yeah, there's a various, a long list of glustony. Of what you could be convicted of glustony for. But let me just give you one very strange example. And and, and this would be the fine, where, where you could fall during your sentencing hearing. As you guys will be looking forward to a sentencing hearing soon. Unless you reveal some information to us. Let's say you're, and again, this is a, a little not safe for work term. Let's say you're a sandwich fucker. Uh, what, what, uh, was, was it? A sandwich fucker, Mr. Uh, uh, the, a sandwich fucker. A sandwich fucker is someone that has sex with sandwiches, Mr. R.W. Come on. Mr. Sears, you actually had one in your employ once. Oh, God. Now, sex with a sandwich by itself in your spare time, is that right or wrong? I'm not sure. But let's say you have sex with a sandwich and then you serve it to someone. Oh, boy. Now? What are you going to be convicted of? Mr. Penny, what would you think? Oh, uh... I... I uh, now, let's say you... Or, Mr. Penny, before you answer, think about it. What if you were to eat the sandwich? Okay, what, what, what? Now, that, to me, would be a glutton. You're having sex with the cake and eating it, too. And we have cake fuckers here, too. So, that would be a glutton. You know, sex with a sandwich, sex with cake, by itself. Hmm. Lust? Or mental illness? And we'll get in... We'll get into mental illness on our next... In our, on our next stop, okay? All right, gentlemen, let's move forward and out of gluttony and into gluttony! I don't know why I just cheered, but I love giving this tour. So, gluttony's gone through a lot of changes. Now, mental illness, let's say addiction. Gluttony, gluttony used to be full of addicts. I'm the Dark Lord. Put a team of us on things. It turns out, if you're an addict and you die from your addiction... This isn't the place for you. Eternal damnation for addiction is not the best use of our resources here now. So we've taken addicts and placed them in a place we call New Limbo. Okay? So no more addicts. Just straight gluttons. Now, the bad news, gentlemen. Most of what you would consider the West, and almost all of America, could be sentenced for gluttony. Now, what is gluttony, you might ask? What, what, could, what could be gluttony? Eating a pizza and then put it in the blender and drinking it. Was that gluttony? Well, gluttony's not so simple, gentlemen. Come on. We at hell know it's not just a simple checkbox of gluttony or lust, right? That's why we have lustiny. Now, what gluttony could be designed as just wastefulness. Wastefulness of resources. Is that is that clear enough for you guys or do you have any questions? 
Mr. Penny, you have your hand up. What's your question? Well, this isn't related to uh, gluttony. Like, I'm just wondering. I got a bunch of questions because this whole health thing, I've never been able to, to wrap my mind around. And so I want to know what, what, what do you guys want to know from about this uh, gore belly thing and what you're willing to give us? So those are two questions. Oh, I'm not prepared to answer those, but at the end of the tour, we will be meeting with uh, uh, a member of our sentencing board to, to work with you on, on what information you're willing to reveal. Any more questions? Okay, uh, where are the Nazis? Where, like, we were talking about these overlap. Oh, oh, we have a special zone. Ooh, it, it's not part of the tour because it's too graphic, Mr. Penny. But Nazis, slave owners, villains, oligarchs, perpetrators of genocide. Yeah, we have a special, special place here for them. But we, it's not part of the tour. It's too disturbing. Next question. Oh, uh, yeah, I got a question. Uh, all of a sudden, the bus starts to vibrate. And it's like this high-pitched whine. It's this... Oh, gentlemen, I'm glad your uh, safety belts are on. We have some sort of unknown seismic activity here. Let me... Uh, uh, bus 47, tour bus 47, a base, base, command base. It gets higher and higher. And all of a sudden... The bus driver, he starts shaking. And then he explodes into a million tiny bits of dust. He lands. And then the guy's seatbelts come undone. And the gentleman guys haven't really looked out the windows yet, but now they start looking out the windows in the, in the sea of gluttony. There's this snow-like slush. And there's souls underneath the slush trying to reach out in this slush, this icy slush. And they're all blind and their eyes are iced over and they're reaching out and they're all stuck alone. Very much like the, very much like one of the traditional images of the hell, the circle of hell for gluttons. James runs to the front of the bus and he looks over and he uh, notices the driver's been exploded and there's no sign of him and he notices the CB the driver was on and it's like making that sound so CB's and James walks forward and also cuts in Mr. J Mr. James Cash Penny come in Mr. RWC come in come in they look at guys look at each other what the RW with that. Uh, James Cashman, RW series coming. Hanson recorded Belly's office calling. So, what the? Oh, jeez, what the? This could be a drill. Oh, God, where? Oh, man. And it is still. The guys aren't even. They're still trying to find their internal resources here. I mean, they've been on a tour of hell, and then the driver blows up. One thing that, uh, so James, James grabs the CB, and one thing that's not goes into, doesn't go into James Cashpenny's autobiographies is that he was a big, in his later years, he was a big uh, amateur CB fan. He would like to get a station wagon with a CB in it. He liked to drive around, so he hops on, and he's like, Psh, big cash, big cash here, breaker, 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 breaker. 
big cash, big cash over. Big cash, this is uh, Gorbelli's office. Big cash, this is Mama Gorbelli calling. Over. Uh, Roger that. Roger that, Gorbelli's mother. I need confirmation you are actually Gorbelli's mother. Over. Big cash, this is uh, Gorbelli's mother. And they go on and on like this. Basically, I mean, I don't want to totally bore you to sleep, but they go back and forth. And I'm going to give it to you in English instead of CB language, but you can probably imagine. And he said, you know, we got smoke, you know, the Smokies uh, just blew up. Oh, we just blew up a Smokey here. Uh, we're in hell. But the crux of the conversation is that Gorbelli is willing to help them get out of hell. And the guys, at first, they're like, uh, James goes, what, what the hell are you talking about in there? The freaking code language there. Well, Richie, they, they, Gorbelli's offering us to get us out of here. Oh, no, no, no. Just wait for another tour guide. Then we'll deal. It's much easier to deal with these devil people. We, we, give them some, we could give them some information. That thing's not Gorbelli. No, he cares. Give them some information on Gorbelli. And, uh, you know, then get the hell out of, out, uh, get the heck out of, out of here. You know what I'm saying? I hear what you're saying, Richie, but, uh, oh, okay, let's get out of the CB. So he gets out of the CB. He's like, why should we help you, Gorbelli? Gorbelli's mother, you know. Gorbelli's mother. Like, well, you know, we're, we're going to get you out of there, guys. Don't worry. You know, don't worry. We're going to get you out of hell. Richard, hey, no, 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 no. We, we we need some better assurances than just getting us out of hell. You get you you technically you're the ones that got us into this. So this is all in CB language, remember. But you, what are you willing to give us other than just getting us out of hell? Because that's what we need to know. Because the devil's willing to go lean lean on us sentencing wise if we give you up, Gorbelli. And RW's like, oh yeah, okay, first thing we need is, uh, what if, uh, okay, the devil's watching, what about this guy, what if, we need a body doubles back in, uh, purg- uh, back in purgatory, so we forgot to leave body doubles. So they get, we need body doubles. So Gorbelli's like, yeah, sure, we'll put some body doubles in purgatory for you. What do they use to kill this bus driver? We need that, wait, wait, yeah, so what would you guys use to kill a bus driver? Oh, we used the Horn of Jethro, it was a, uh. Old Testament relic discovered by Gorbelli Enterprises. And it turns out it, when you blow it and direct it uh, psychically at a, a victim from, it destroys uh, minions of hell. Okay, we want that. We want that. Yeah, we, we want the uh, Horn of Jethro. Well, that's one of the things. We want the Horn of Jethro, or we will give you guys up. I'll consider it done. We'll horn of Jethro's on it. Yeah, get it to us now. Well, we can't penetrate hell, gentlemen, but it will be waiting at your next hotel. All right, we need uh, we need another talisman here because uh, you know, well, I'll have the horn of Jethro, James. No offense, but uh, you know, I'm more qualified to uh, uh, blow horns than you. But <laughs> Richie, I got no argument there. Yeah, we're gonna need uh, some more talismans. Okay, gentlemen. Again, this is CB language, but I'm translating for you folks. 
Breaker Breaker 9, CB 10-4, so That's what it would sound like, so I'm saving you. Okay, gentlemen, uh, we, we uh, but why don't you grab, gentlemen, the uh, bus driver's lunchboxes there. Why don't you dump out the bus driver's lunchbox, and if you can open the doors of the bus, if you open the doors of the, wait, wait, open the doors of the bus? Are you crazy? Scoop out some of the slush. The uh, slush of gluttony is a very, very powerful weapon indeed. Oh, God. So they open the bus driver's bus. And just like you expect from hell, you know, there's like human fingers in there and praying mantises, a couple tarantulas, and thermos full of soup. The guy's mother, it turns out the bus driver lived with his mother, so his mother packed him a thermos full of chicken noodle soup. And a devil dog, of course, or devil, devil's fruit cake. I don't know. So they dump out the lunchbox. As a Miss Piggy lunchbox, just in case you're wondering what uh, they do have. People in hell have a particular affinity for Miss Piggy for some reason. And you know, I don't know if you guys know, listeners, and I don't mean to break the story, but I don't do impressions very well. And I don't do extended impressions like I did my Yogi Bear impression once, but I do a Miss Piggy impression, but only, like, just one part. It says, hiya! I can't, if I did it in her actual voice, it'd be too loud to blow out your speakers, especially if you're already asleep. But that's like, hiya! And if you could see me, then I could throw back my my hair like Miss Piggy. So, and then sometimes I add in this, but I won't. So, let's hang a lantern on it if you want more Miss Piggy. So, his Miss Piggy lunchbox, I open the bus door. I go to reach out and scoop up some of this icy slush and of course what happens they're like arguing who's gonna do it oh no no you do it James you do it Uh, I already have the horn of Jethro go Jethro so James like okay so he reaches out scoops the lunchbox full of slush and of course something grabs his hand and it's one of the icy gluttonous souls and what does the gluttonous person try to do with his hand but eat it and they're gnawing on his hand. He pulls it away from him and pulls it in the bus and then ends up some of the slush splashes on the door so they can't get the door closed. And all of a sudden, James hears this growl and he looks up. And about 100 feet from the door of the bus, Cerebus the original hellhound, three-headed monster dog. One head's breathing fire, another's breathing acid. Third head's just drooling and foaming at the mouth. So it's got one rabbit head and just two angry dog heads. It's, it's got this giant swirling tail. Smashes the back of the bus, shakes up the guys fall down. And RW's like, close the door, close the door. And James's like, I'm trying to close the door. Start right driving the bus. I can't, I'm, I'm not driven. I don't drive. Oh, crap. All right. So James hops behind the uh, thing of the bus. He starts, the bu- well, the bus already started. He puts the bus in gear and um, slams on the gas. But, of course, they're in 
the glutton slush, so you can't just rush the bus. So bus spins the wheels of Cerebus. He's racing towards the bus. James finally slowly puts it in first. The bus slowly rolls. Boom, Cerebus hits the side of the bus. And then Cerebus's jaws are crunching on the frickin' side of the bus. James is gunning the engine. Then Cerebus jumps on top of the bus, digs his dog claws into each side. And he's holding on to the top of the bus with his body. One of its heads is inside the door. It's lashing its tongue out. It happens to be the, um, the rabid head. The rabid head, not rabbit head. Or rabid rabbit, raving rabid rabbits or whatever that game was. That's a fun, fun little game for the Wii. So it's freaking tongue's trying to lick James and he's getting covered in um, rabbit foam, whatever the hell that is. And he goes, Richie, help me. I don't have the freaking door to Jericho. He's, James trying to drive the bus. He goes, Richie, Richie, help me. Come on. I don't have a buddy. I don't have the horn. Get on the CB. Tell Corbelli. Send us something. So James grabs it. All right, Richie, Corbelli. No, James, you got to use a proper proper uh, CB etiquette. Say, uh, breaker, breaker. Oh, breaker, breaker. Goddamn nigga poops. Uh, and they say your name. Say, uh, make up a name. Uh, I mean, why, why are they arguing about this while the dog's trying to eat both of them? And the bus, they're driving the bus out of control. I mean, it's going over canyons. And, and I mean, they don't even know where they're going, to be honest. And <clears throat> I don't know why you need, well, you should be honest if you're in hell. And he's like, uh, Fat Granny here, Frank Granny here, over, over, uh, with Corbelli's mom. Come in, Corbelli's mom. Uh, this is Corbelli's mother. Go ahead, over. We, uh, we, uh, we got a critical, uh, situation here. Good job, good, Richie, good job, good job. And, uh, we're in need of, uh, some kind of, uh, uh, we got a big ass dog. Big ass dog. Oh, big ass dogs there? Over? No, no, no. A big-ass dog, a three-headed dog, is eating a bug. It's trying to... Help! 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 No! Help! 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 You gotta say over, Richie. You gotta say over! So Cerebus inside the bus. Gentlemen, we're doing the best we can to help you. Let us... uh, We'll we'll, we'll get right back to you. Over and out. What do you mean over and out? So the bus is hurtling along. Cerebus is trying to bite at them. Gorbelli's people are another thing. They're actually, these guys are actually in hell. They're fighting a hellhound. They're on a tour bus of hell. And that's where we're going to leave it tonight because that's a good spot to leave you hanging, I guess, with Cerebus hanging on the bus. So I hope you fell asleep earlier, but if you didn't, uh, if you didn't, you know what? Just imagine. Take a few seconds and pick up your pillow CB. I, mean, I can't remember what CB even stands for anymore, but. And, you know, give a radio to somebody. 10 4, this is Puffy Pillow. Come in, break a breaker, I need some sleep. Hey, Big Pillow, this is uh, Fluff and Nutter calling. We're making you a big fluffer nutter sandwich, and you're gonna climb on it and ride off into cloudland over and out. 
And then the fluff from another sandwich comes. This is a breaker breaker. This is fluff from another sandwich. Come in, come in. Pillow face. This is pillow face. Uh, I'm lying in my bed here. I can't sleep. I listen to this crazy podcast by this lunatic. And he had all this crazy stuff happen. None of it made much sense. But I'm still not asleep. Over. All right. Well, fluff from another sandwich. Uh, I'm be calling a nut of butter. Just because that rhymes is fluff or nutter. Over. Okay, that doesn't make any sense to me either. But, uh, I'll take that. Over. Alright, hey, uh, this is fluff or nutter. Over. I said over too early, but we've got a Dora the Explorer here. Even though she's a trademarked, copyrighted, uh, entity, she just wanted to say hi. And she's got that green, purple monkey with her, and he says hi too. And I'm not sure if it was a boy or a girl. Over. That's not how I'm asleep. Over. Okay, um, Nutter Butter's here. And, oh, no, no, Nutter Butter just got eaten by a Sasquatch. Wow. Um, Sasquatch, don't eat, oh, hey, this is Sasquatch over. I just uh, got a full belly full of uh, Nutter Butter cookies and uh, fluff another sandwich. And I'm, my belly's so full and clogged, like I think you should lie down on it because it's warm. And my hair, even though you think Sasquatch's hair is smelly and... Uh, Course, and uncomfortable it really is. So put your head down on my belly, Sasquatch. Over. Hey, Sasquatch. Thanks, but I'll pass on that because you kind of smell like the uh, inside of a dog's mouth. Over. Oh, that hurts, but you're right. Hey, here comes a uh, dolphin. Hop on back to the dolphin because it's jumping into a giant hot tub. Well, thanks. Uh, Sasquatch and dolphin, but uh, I don't think chlorine in the hot tub's good for a dolphin. I need to protect them. Over. Hey, it's dolphin over. Thanks. Sasquatch was going to put me in that hot tub, and I didn't realize there was chlorine in the hot tub. Over. Well, hey, guys, uh, this is kind of useless and weird, and, uh, you know, I haven't seen a CB. I'm only 20 years old. I don't even know what a CB is. Over. Okay, we'll look on the internet. Over. Hey, over. Wouldn't it be cool if there was, like, a CB for an uh, iPhone? Over. I think there is, over. Yeah, but we just want Well, that's called chat roulette, and it was like a trend a few years ago, over. All right, well, I'm going to bed. Good night, over. Hmm, that was useless. Over and out. 10-4, over and out. Is that how you end it? CB, this is uh, Dare Scooter. Over and out.